Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. Classified documents were discovered at the Penn Biden Center. When he was talking about former President Trump. How one anyone can be that irresponsible. You cannot just overlook this as the mainstream media has done with the Bidens. We need to investigate the Bidens nonstop. The resolution is agreed to. We now have a rules package for mega extremists. Washington is broken. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. News and Views for a Tuesday. Got a pile of stories for you. We'll try to get to as many as we can. And, of course, we'll get to the big story, uh, Joe Biden. And, uh, hmm, I think it's called poetic justice. (laughs) What happened? Yeah, that's what we're all asking, Joe. Uh, First off, though, uh, as... If you tuned in yesterday, we had Keith Kidwell on the latter part of the program. The legislature, the North Carolina legislature, reconvene or convenes, I should say, for the first time for this uh, particular session um, tomorrow at noon. I think just about everybody that's a representative in the House or the Senate is up in Raleigh as we speak. Today, Phil Berger, the Senate leader, announced his intended committee appointments for the 2023-24 Uh, session and eastern north carolina is well represented in some high committee appointments in the north carolina senate our friend and gentleman who comes on quite often senator jim perry was appointed to be the chair of the highly sought after senate finance committee i mean you know follow the money (laughs) (laughs) well it it at the end of the day, everything is about money yeah. <laughs> and, and financing. So, that's so a big in, deal. in essence, it's a big deal because in essence, he, he has his his finger on the pulse of everything that's going to come out of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's very few things that don't have money attached to it. Uh, Mike Lee of New Hanover County is stepping in as the chair of the Appropriations Base Budget Committee. Bill Rabone of Brunswick County will remain chair of the powerful rules and operations of the Senate committee and returning Senator Buck Newton from Wilson received an appointment as the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. So uh, four rather important uh, committees and uh, four Eastern North Carolinians uh, chairing those committees. So that is uh, positive news for Eastern North Carolina, especially the Jim Perry story. I mean, that's that's great. That's big, and and it's especially big at the time when, you know, no, no bones about it. Eastern North Carolina, as a whole, is losing population. So is Western North Carolina. You know, population centers control between uh, you know east of I seventy seven pretty much and west of uh, I ninety five, and for. For Eastern North Carolina to have that power, I mean, that's big, big yeah, deal. It is. And Jim's a smart guy, and we're lucky to have him serving. And we're lucky to have him as a friend of the program who comes on often. Uh, Diamond and Silk, uh, Diamond Lynette Hardaway, passed away last night at age of 51. And uh, I'm sure you heard about that, but wow, that was uh, that was a surprise to a lot of people. Is that my computer or yours? <laughs> I think it's mine. <laughs> Sorry. Things are talking, and we don't Sorry know where they're coming that. from. I Sorry about that. No. Uh, you know, when you get a new computer and you don't really know how to use uh, it. It's uh, just pretend it's diamond talking in the background. Um, Donald Trump wrote a nice piece that appeared on his uh, social um Can you shut that thing up? I am trying my best. <laughs> Sorry. 
There you go. Trump wrote, uh, really bad news for Republicans and, frankly, all Americans. Our beautiful diamond of Diamond and Silk has just passed away in her home state that she loves so much, North Carolina. She was from Fayetteville. Uh, Silk was with her... uh, Silk was with her all the way at her passing. There was no better team anywhere. You know, we were talking before we went on the air, and there was no explanation other than Town Hall just had a line that in November, the Diamond and Silk Twitter account asked for prayers. Quote, anyone who believes in the power of prayer, please pray for Diamond, it said. And that's the only clue that perhaps something was wrong but all the headlines said this was totally unexpected. And uh, so I uh, say a prayer for uh, Silk, the other half of the duo who survived. But uh, yeah, there, there it, are just a lot of people that are dying at a young age. Yeah. And uh, unexpectedly, it, it, and suddenly. Even, yeah. And even younger than 51, you're seeing more and more reports of athletes, you know, collapsing on the field. And, and uh, it was what basketball player at odu i think this week uh don't know if they died or not but they collapsed i know but you've just seen it all over the country on diamond and silk um you know they came to greenville when uh when trump the, was here one of when trump's, the trump, trump's yeah. yeah one of the trump campaign i think maybe they were when the uh when the women for trump campaign came here um so at la- i guess last election but uh, I was just wondering, when did they get involved in the Trump campaign? Was it According to this, um, the, right after he announced his bid in 2015, they were lifelong Democrats and they got mm. on the Trump train. Okay. Because, you know, he went to Fayetteville pretty early in his campaign, I think, uh, the first go around, I believe. Yeah. A, remember the guy punched somebody <laughs> yes. out or something? There was some, some old, old guy. I shouldn't laugh, but there was some old guy in the stands and there was a troublemaker that started shouting at Trump. And this old guy, I don't know how old he was, but uh, he looked like he was elderly. He get up and cold cocked the guy. <laughs> yeah, wasn't he? I think he had like a didn't he have like a Vietnam veteran hat or something? Something or, like that. Uh, but he wasn't going to take it. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. play with a bull, you get the horns, you know. <laughs> so uh, chalk up another one for our cognitively challenged president. Uh, yesterday, Joe Biden was visiting the U.S. Mexican border for the first time in his presidency. I think it's probably the first time in his life. I, and I'm serious when I say that. I, you know, they, uh, the, uh, apparently it's, you know, they came out and said, well, since the first time since his political career started. <laughs> well, well so, his, yeah, that's basically what he started, age 15 I, or something. Was he even shaving when he started yeah, in probably politics? Probably not. I mean, I think he's been in Washington probably as much as anyone, 50 plus years, I think. So, Anyway, he's in El Paso, and he's going through shaking hands with people, you know, and in some cases probably shaking hands when there's nobody there. But this woman is introducing uh, President Biden to some folks that were there that are uh, helping out with the immigrants, and one gentleman was there was representing the Salvation Army. Well, Joe's going through the line, and he immediately, uh, apparently, he thought the guy was, and the guy was in a Salvation Army uniform. I yeah. mean, it wasn't it wasn't like he was in plain clothes and had sunglasses on, but he starts talking to the guy like he's a member of the Secret Service. <laughs> Maybe he was thinking Hitler's uh, SS Secret Service or something. <laughs> I don't know with his with his Salvation uniform on because don't they have like little S's on the? I mean, really, I think don't they have like S's on their little? Uh, well, the the Nazis did. Well, I don't, no, I I don't think, think the Salvation I, Army does. Do no, it? I think the Salvation Army has something like something. maybe SA, but I don't think they have SS. Yeah, or uh, S insignia or something. 
see. We'll go look it up. Anyway, uh, so Cousin Eddie um, is down in uh, Mexico with um, the Mexican president and Justin Trudeau. Uh, earlier today, for the second day in a row, uh, they were yeah. There's if you're watching online, uh, Clark has yeah. the video up of uh, yeah. It was a big red S on his uh, bumpers. Uh, what, what do you call those uh, shoulder pads? Shoulder pads, yeah. Um, so he thought, you know, he said he thought they were Hitler's SS. You know, <laughs> just I just met with him in Poland and Ukraine or some crazy nonsense that came out of yeah. his mouth. If you're watching online, there's there's Joe wandering <laughs> through and uh, shaking hands and. You, <laughs> I wonder what the guy's like, what in the world is he talking about? <laughs> so today and yesterday, multiple reporters shouted questions at Joe to which he just pretended he didn't hear them, which he didn't have to pretend to hard. He probably didn't hear them. Um, it was interesting, and this is all related to the top secret documents that were found um, just three days before the election. And, you know, I've, I've got several questions I would like to ask the Biden administration and the Department of Justice. One of those is, why did you wait two months to release this information? I mean, if you're so honest, why did you wait till the midterms were over before you released this information? But this, this made me laugh out loud. So today was the second day Biden ignored such questions. Democrats on Capitol Hill dismissed the scrutiny of Biden as Republican hypocrisy. <laughs> you can't make it up. So Pot, meat, kettle. <laughs> the, the Department of Justice, Merrick Garland, is uh, reportedly investigating the discovery of 10 classified documents found in an old private office used by Biden when he served as vice president. The discovery is it's not a lot of fun for Merrick Garland in the Justice Department right now. It's a better time for Donald Trump. Jonathan Turley writes, while there are some differences, the underlying allegation removing and retaining classified material is basically the same. There are now questions concerning the increasingly conflicted and irreconcilable positions of Attorney General Merrick Garland regarding Trump and Biden investigations. Biden's lawyers said they found the part of the documents just days before the midterms. Uh, they say they're cooperating with the National Archives and the Department of Justice. But, I mean, so did Donald Trump. <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump had people down there. Uh, they had represent, uh, representatives in the National Archives um, from um, – uh, other uh, security organizations from the FBI, from the Justice Department, they saw his safe. They said, well, you might want to put another lock on it, but it all looks good. And, and we knew, any conservative knew that that whole boondoggle was just a show to try to get <clears throat> Donald Trump off the, the radar for once and for all. And the fact, you, ha you know, you have armed guards, armed guards, armed FBI agents, you know, storm there. Yeah. And, you know, would guns are blazing and what the hypocrisy of it is the democrats know they know that presidents have a great de deal of latitude of what i mean they can they can determine what's top secret or not right or classified the or president not. can the president can so and of course joe biden was vice president at the time but I, you know i'm not gonna make light of it but i guarantee you that joe biden uh even even before his cognitive decline had nothing to do with moving his documents, as as 
Trump didn't have anything. Right. To, Trump ain't Trump ain't picked up a damn do- box of documents. He probably hadn't picked up a box of files in his freaking lifetime. I mean, <laughs> not I mean, in just, recent years. <laughs> no. So so you know the Democrats to make a big deal about it was you know just a joke, and now the fact they're you know, making a big deal that Republicans you know are hypocrites. I mean they they are the hypocrites. Give me a break. Give me a break. Goodness. Um, uh, let's see. Um, the White House Counsel Office noticed the national Ar- uh, notified the National Archives on November the second of the discovery as it was closing the Washington office of the Penn Center for Dipl- uh, Diplomacy and Global Engagement. By the way, um, Andy uh, Biggs, Representative Andy Biggs, tweeted earlier today, and Donald Trump has been writing about this all day on his Truth Social um, that the uh, Chicoms. The Communist Chinese uh, CCP, oh yeah, financed yeah. this group to the tune of fifty-four million dollars. Mm-hmm. The China connection continues with the yeah. Biden crime family. It just <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, uh, speaking of that, coincidence uh, after coincidence is not co- a coincidence. You know, with dealing with China and the Bidens. And I'll quickly interject. Uh, just this afternoon, House Republicans and Democrats joined forces and voted overwhelmingly in favor of a new committee to examine U.S. strategic competition with China after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy declared on the House floor that neither Republicans nor Democrats trust China anymore. Um, He said it didn't start under this administration, but the current administration has clearly made it worse, McCarthy said. Its policies have weakened our economy and made us more vulnerable to the CCP. Um, The vote, the House vote, you talk about bipartisan, was 365 to 65 in favor of creating this committee, supported by every Republican and more than two-thirds of the House Democrats. Hmm. You know, it's interesting. This would come, um, and, and listen, the, the, the connection of the fact that the Communist Chinese were supporting this Penn-Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement, <laughs> and the fact that he had this top-secret stuff at that office, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That that is, you know, that is not just a shrug of the shoulders. Oh no. well, you know. And the fact that they said they discovered it on November second, and 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 immediately uh, notified the archives or whatever. That, that, Do you buy that? That that means they sanitized the documents by November second, and and had the lawyers look at it by November second, and and they were ready to go forward. And I again, don't again, that. two uh, two big elections in a row. The first election they hid the Hunter Biden laptop, and the second election they they hid these mm-hmm. documents. And and both of these things were highly hypocritical, especially after after the uh, FBI and the Department of Justice and the Biden administration made such a big deal about Donald Trump. In fact, uh, where was the, where was the quote? Um, uh, from uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden was asked about, Scott Pelley asked Biden, when you saw the photograph, and this is, this is back when the Donald Trump uh, raid took place. What was that, last July maybe? Mm. Uh, when you saw the photograph of the top secret doc- documents laid out on the floor at Mar-a-Lago, what did you think to yourself looking at that image? <laughs> Biden seemed to struggle to control his disgust before replying, quote, how that could possibly happen? How could anyone be that irresponsible? And I thought that data was in there that may compromise sources and methods. Mm-hmm. How could anybody be that irresponsible, Joe? 
Yeah, kind of like when Joe was asked or made the statement during the debates, you know, any president that have that many people die under his watch on COVID should resign. Well, yeah. you know, Biden, there's been more <laughs> yep. died since then. But, you know, this whole document, uh, classified document deal, it, you know, the, the, the Democrats have a history of stealing classified documents. I mean, what was, oh, the, yeah. what was the guy in Bill Clinton's administration uh, that, like, stuffed him in his sock or something? Not Sanders. What was his was name? Was it Sandy something? Sandy Burger. Sandy, Sandy Burger, yes. Yeah. Stuffed like yeah, documents he did. in his sock Down from his the National Archives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you couldn't make this up. No. Hillary no. Clinton with, what, 30,000 emails? Yeah. And, 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 but the Republicans are the hypocrites. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, this is going to be really interesting as it uh, uh, unfolds. And again, we don't know what the documents were. We do know that they were. Um, what we do know that some of them were top secret. There was a certain term for it. I'm looking for it here. Uh, yeah, it, it was the material reportedly includes some top secret files with a sensitive compartmented information designation, which is used for highly sensitive information obtained from intelligent sources. Now, compare that to the cocktail napkins that Donald Trump found. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, this is, that, now, I don't know, that wasn't exclusively all Donald Trump had, but they're making a big deal because Donald Trump had some illegal cocktail napkins from a reception. What was that last sentence you read about? Let's just read that over again, the last sentence. The material reportedly includes some top secret files with a sensitive compartmented information designation, which is used for highly sensitive information obtained from intelligent sources. Okay, that explains a lot. Joe Biden's innocent because Joe Biden and intelligence <laughs> is not some two words you use together. So I assure you, he probably didn't have anything to do with it. He might have it in his possession, but he didn't have anything to do with intelligence. So the Chicoms pay the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement $54 million. Uh, Joe got an academic appointment. Um, and it's, so a lot of people are, you know, they think this is rather controversial. Biden was made an honorary professor from 2017 to 2019, reportedly paid nearly a million dollars for a few visits to the school. Are you ready for this? He has used the appointment to claim the status of professor in speeches. And he probably had a minor in plagiarism on that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, the, you know, the thing. Mm. Uh, you, you can't make it up. Uh, by the way. Uh, the U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Illinois is a guy by the name of John Losh, I guess is how you pronounce it, L-A-U-S-C-H. He will be leading the investigation of classified documents uh, at, found uh, at the Penn Biden Center. Losh has been in office since 2017. Biden tried to fire him. He was actually appointed by Donald Trump. Biden tried to fire him. And uh, interestingly, uh, he was uh, approved unanimously in the Senate by Democrats and Republicans. The uh, two Illinois senators came to his uh, aid, uh, came to Losh's defense when Biden was going to fire him, and uh, as well as uh, three Republican representatives, uh, Dick Durbin and Tammy Duckworth were the senators. 
And uh, Biden backed down. Biden backed down and said, okay, we'll, we'll leave him in there. Uh, again, you talk about poetic justice. I, <laughs> this guy is probably uh, not enthralled with Joe Biden to begin with. I, I wonder, okay, Joe, gee whiz, let's see, the tables have turned. You tried to can me, and now, uh, I've got you in my hands. I've got <laughs> a little sort of a ticklish situation, isn't it, Joe? Uh, we got to take a time out. I've got a couple questions I would love to ask the DOJ. Let me talk about those when we get back. Lots more to talk about. Love to hear from you. What do you think about this uh, corruption of Joe? Ah, Joe's not corrupt. Joe's just surrounded by corrupted people. And and I think there's a lot of truth to Well, no, Joe is corrupt. But uh, he's just the best best politician money can buy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And uh, if you got the money, he's for sale. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is uh, Tuesday, January the 10th. Today is Poetry at Work Day. What does that mean? Everything's got a rhyme that you say? Uh, Taking a quick look at your weather forecast for tonight, a low around 30, some clouds. Clouds will give way to clear skies. Tomorrow, a high of 58 with partly cloudy skies. Tomorrow night, a low around 40. Thursday, cloudy, but it warms up to 71. Mm. Sounds nice. Cloudy <clears throat> with uh, rain showers on Thursday night. Chance of rain Thursday night is uh, 50%. And uh, again, a chance of some additional showers on Friday. Looks like a trend we're having here. It's you know, seasonally cool, and then uh, a little system come in, a little rain, and then cold again. Looks like this weekend. Well, if be. we could survive through uh, the next six weeks like this, I'll be happy and uh, start to warm up for the spring. Uh, weather brought to you by our friends at Ironwood. Whether you're looking to spend your time poolside, courtside, or green, well, you don't want to be poolside right now, but uh, you will next summer. Uh, Ironwood Golf and Country Club offers a variety of memberships tailored to fit your lifestyle with no initiation fee. And listen, if you're headed to the beach anytime, pack your clubs because Ironwood members receive reciprocal golf and dining privileges at the Beaufort Club in Beaufort and Compass Point Golf Club and Magnolia Greens located near Wilmington. For more information, contact membership director Jenna Doyle at 252-752-4653. Join in the fun at Ironwood today, a part of the Renaissance Golf Group. When you join Ironwood, you're basically joining uh four eastern carolina golf clubs so uh it's where you want to go play golf uh so following up on the biden document top secret hypocritical joe story what are we talking about yeah we'll get to that (laughs) a couple of questions uh related to all this that uh i'd like to ask or that needs to be asked Uh, And one we've covered already, Biden's so-called think tank, where these documents were found, received $54 million of funding from uh, communist China, Uh, the CCP. We're not talking about the Community College of Philadelphia. Listen, bad enough that Biden as vice president can't declassify any documents. Bad enough that he's up to his eyebrows and being paid off by communist China. But connect the dots, and this looks a lot worse and it's uh, traitorous. Is that a word? Um, 
I mean, this this really makes what Donald, you know, the accusations to Donald Trump. And, and I, again, you know, this is it, it, it's it's poetic justice. It truly is. It serves the Biden administration right because they, you know, Donald Trump was cooperating with the National Archives. Mm-hmm. And listen, Obama <clears throat> has done it. Uh, oh, yeah. Carter has done it. They Clinton all do. did it. They've all done it. And whether it's purposeful or they're just packing their bags and packing their boxes as they leave the White House and they take the wrong items, it's happened with every presidency in the last 100 years probably, at least going back to Eisenhower. And, and yet the DOJ, the woke crowd, they wanted to vilify Donald Trump, and now it's blown up in their face. And it's, it's, it's right that it blew up in their face. Uh, two, if the Biden documents were found on November 2nd, why did they wait until yesterday to release this information? Mm-hmm. Even the New York Times wrote, the White House statement said that it is cooperating with the department, but did not explain why Mr. Biden's team waited more than two months to announce the discovery of the documents, which came a week before the midterm congressional elections, when the news would have been explosive last-minute development. Hmm. Uh, and again, they just they they hit it for the second election in a row. The first one uh, we're gonna we're gonna, you know, the Department of Justice made sure via the FBI made sure that the Hunter laptop didn't get out there, and now the Department of Justice via Merrick Garland made sure that this information didn't get out prior to the midterms. And again. You know what? Merrick Garland is supposed to work for the people of the United States. He is not working for Joe Biden. I know that comes as a surprise, but that's the truth of the matter. Three, how might these revelations impact the special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into uh, Trump's Mar-a-Lago document fiasco? And why hasn't Merrick Garland even mentioned the possibility of appointing a special prosecutor to investigate Biden? Because, again— while we just found out about it yesterday, you know Merrick Garland has known about this since November second, oh, even before then. <clears throat> yes, you know. So he he's had plenty of time to think about this. Plenty of time, <laughs> and, and you know, that one thing makes me think about last night or this morning's coverage of it. Uh, you know, CNN hit it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Sounded pretty yeah, objective, yeah. and and you know the the. <laughs> conspiracy theorist in me says or maybe it's just with an open mind i'm saying okay why are they making a big deal about this or why they're not downplaying it maybe uh now the midterms are over hey we got two years away before presidential election Uh, maybe they want to take joe biden down with this you know i mean i I can't imagine they want to run joe again i mean if you want to prosecute donald trump are you going to prosecute a sitting president i mean or force him to resign uh and again, because I, I guarantee you, Joe Biden doesn't know what's in the documents. I mean, is this is this their is this their uh, time bomb to get rid of Joe? Because I just can't imagine them taking Joe to the next election or Kamala Harris. Um, by the way, uh, some eh, some mixed news, I guess. Um, yesterday, Ben Sass officially resigned from the Senate. Yeah, he's going to what Texas A? No, uh, University of Florida, University of Florida Law School. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he's the dean of the whole thing, isn't he? I think that's right. Yeah. Um, I liked Ben Sass initially, but he he was just kind of got on this anti-Trump yeah yeah rant, and uh, 
I think he just uh, I think he takes himself way too seriously, to be honest with you. His replacement is being named by uh, Governor Jim Pellin, who's a Republican, and uh, he's rumored to have picked former Governor Pete Ricketts, who's also a Republican. Uh, apparently, that's not sitting well with some people. Um, they're feeling like now. Uh, apparently, both of them are pretty conservative. Pete Ricketts is fairly conservative. Uh, he is the son of Joe Ricketts, founder of uh, TD Ameritrade. He's also, um, his family is a part owner of uh, Major League Baseball Chicago Cubs. Uh, the, the accusation is, okay, you got one rich guy uh, appointing another rich guy. Um, Pillen was elected in November in large part because Pete Ricketts backed him. And uh, anyway, um, so uh, again, this is all, uh, SAS is going to Florida. This is all out of Nebraska where this is happening. Um, so apparently he's deeply conservative, but some people are feeling like, eh, it just, it doesn't have a good smell to it, some people are saying. But he is, uh, apparently he's going to be more conservative than SAS if uh, Ricketts is picked. And Ricketts are worth four or five billion or so something uh, yeah there yeah he's well i guess the good news is not gonna pay him off <laughs> <laughs> yeah unlike joe so the white house said t- yesterday that it would veto a bill passed in the republican majority that would claw back 72 billion in funds used to hire tens of thousands of internal revenue service staff over the next decade so last year Congress approved the $80 billion in new funding for the IRS as a part of the Inflation Reduction Act. What a joke that is. Uh, And then yesterday, uh, the House passed. Now, again, what the House passed would probably not pass the Senate. But Joe comes out and says he would veto the bill. Uh, It's not going to ever get to his desk, so he's not going to veto it. But here's my question, and uh, this is where we need to get uh, David Rouser or uh, Greg Murphy on the phone. But the the House controls the purse strings. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's one of the things that the Freedom Caucus wanted Kevin McCarthy to, uh, you know, tip his hat to, and as far as the rule change, that the House would use the power of the purse for things such as this $80 billion for the IRS. Mm, yeah, you know, I mean, they can't go back and change a bill uh, that's already been voted on and But they and can, can't they withhold the money? Well, in, in subsequent budgets, yeah, they certainly can. You know, if yeah. that money, you know, because— Because this is over 10 years. Yeah, just because you pass it, uh, you still got to have funding down the road. If it's, I mean, it's not funded, so that's a, an annually funded thing. Um, and that, and that's one reason that, uh, you know, we, we need a, we hadn't had a budget. We hadn't had a budget in what years. I mean, it's basically continuing resolutions over and over and over. Well, I guess technically they voted on that budget just before they came on for Christmas. And why they did that is beyond why. Well, I tell you why, because Mitch McConnell. Yep. He had a trip. He had a trip to Kentucky last week. He got some goodies. Milk, milk. He's going to get a bridge named after him or something. Milk took. All right, stay with us. A lot more to come. We'll be right back.
back to news and views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Two-time loser Stacey Abrams apparently went on a podcast, the Drew Barrymore Show, yesterday. And uh, apparently she is uh, perfectly fine with running again, be a three-time loser. It pays. Uh, yeah. Uh, and she is in uh, – her campaign is in deep, deep debt – million in debt. Now, who's going to come bail her out? Will George Soros come and write a check to cover it all? Hmm. I I guarantee you somebody will come in and uh, be a sugar daddy for her. Um, Speaking speaking of sugar daddy, look at the top 10 vendor liabilities here. And and coming in at number 10 is Ben and Jerry's of America. How much ice cream could she eat? (laughs) I'm just just, (laughs) kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> but but looking at the profile picture she has on Axios here, whew, she's a wide body. <laughs> so so I bet she I bet she could eat some ice cream. <laughs> I know that's not nice, but please do me a favor. Telling it like it is. Please do me a favor. If I ever get close to that, how about just pulling me aside and say, "Look, you need to back off and just maybe suggest a salad to me." Good gracious. <laughs> Well, I mean, all of us could probably drop a pound or two, but oh, comparati- comparatively, you've got uh, probably a 50 gallons of ice cream to I go. I mean, she could you- drop like a nephew. I mean, she's huge. <laughs> Good gracious. Maybe that's a little catty. Yeah, maybe that's, that's just catty. not her good side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which side is her good side? Oh, we're going to get all kinds of nasty grams. Send them to Benny. All right, he brought it up. Um, so the new enemy of the state are gas stoves. <laughs> good grief. Joe Biden continuing his climate change crusade by going on the offensive against gas stoves. This is out of town hall. A federal agency says a ban on gas stoves is on the table amid rising concern about harmful indoor air pollutants emitted by the appliances. How many harmful indoor air pollutants does uh, Joe let off in front of Jill? (laughs) Just asking. Bloomberg reports the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission plans to take action to address the pollution, which can cause health and respiratory problems. According to the report, the move comes after a flawed study claimed gas stove use is connected to childhood asthma and other respiratory problems. Give me a break. I I mean, what would these people have us do? I mean, you've got all kinds of protests going over in Europe, particularly in Paris. The people over there are freezing their buns off. Uh, You have activists in Germany. Germany's trying to basically jumpstart and restart the coal plants, and they're restarting coal mining in Germany. And you've got a bunch of George Soros payoff protesters over there protesting that. In in Paris, you got the people freezing to death protesting climate change garbage that the government is pushing. I I, I mean, are, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me with all the garbage we've got facing the United States? Joe Biden wants to take on gas stoves? Yeah, and the thing about it is, just like you always see the hypocrisy of, you know, they want rules for you, but not for them. Just, you know, no different than the whole private jet deal. They always talk about climate change, climate change, climate change, carbon footprint, and they always, you know, fly private and uh, 
have you know multiple boats cars and houses but you know it's it's typical i mean it's right out of uh you know uh, social socialized governments in eastern europe and around the turn of the century all the rules for all the citizens all the serfs but the lords Bingo. can live the way they want to and it's always been that way for the last for the last hundred years at least it's been that way in the united states yeah and they're trying you know they've been trying to get you know get rid of uh you know gas heat for people well just look at this last time you had this little cold snap in north carolina and duke energy had to have the rolling blackouts on what christmas eve or christmas day for five or six hours and you you had a lot of people that i mean they all their heat is electric well i mean i have electric heat but also have a gas backup and i have gas stoves uh, but a lot of people don't. Um, but it's just another issue of where the government wants to control every aspect of their life, make you live by these rules that they won't live by. But listen, the bottom line is I mean, we've been told for how many years that natural gas is the way to glow, the way to go. It's the clean energy. And so people are adopting natural gas. And now, guess what? Oh, natural gas is no good. Yeah, and where they're going to, they're going to, they won't get everybody to go to this so-called green energy, solar, and other sources. So in other words, get, get, go and, buy some long underwear. And, and all the stuff is being produced from China. I mean, it's just another yep. another method of just yep. outsourcing jobs to China. Yep. Um, but again, you know, hypocrisy in China seem to be the theme of today's broadcast. We got to take another time out and we get back. Uh, what will Fort Bragg be called? Because they're going to change the name. It's politically incorrect. Why are we going to change Fort Bragg's name? We'll tell you when we get back. Back to the show that really makes you think. He is a genius. He's all powerful. He brought a kind of heat. He could be the best. Just don't hurt yourself, okay? More news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So Fort Bragg is uh, named after, this would be a good mm-hmm. trivia question, who was it named after? Confederate General Braxton Bragg from Warrenton, North Carolina, just uh, the northern part of our listing area. Um, the politically correct Wokies are in the process of removing names of military installations, ships, and other items that were inspired by Confederates and adopting new names that is underway. The Pentagon announced last Thursday that William LaPlante, the Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and uh, Sustainment, directed the Department of Defense to move forward with implementing the renaming recommendations. Uh, The Department of Defense said in an announcement after naming... um, that naming after Confederates has been done during the height of the Jim Crow laws in the South in an effort to garner support from the South without consideration for black service members. Um, So they are going to rename, for example, Fort Bragg in North Carolina, which was named after Confederate General Braxton Bragg. It will be renamed Fort Liberty. Fort Gordon in Georgia, that's outside of Augusta, Named for Confederate officer John Brown Gordon will become Fort Eisenhower in uh, remembrance of General Dwight D. Eisenhower, which, you know, a fort named after Eisenhower is uh, probably a good way to go. Um, Fort Hood, Texas, named for Confederate officer John Bell Hood, will be known as Fort Cavazzo, I guess is how you pronounce it, for General Richard Cavazzo the first Hispanic man to earn a four-star rank in the United States Army. 
Uh, these are just a few of the nine bases set for renaming, among other renamings are locations of the U.S. Military Academy, named for Confederate General Robert E. Lee and uh, PGT Beauregard. Um, Lloyd Austin accepted all the recommendations. Now, I realize that uh, Appomattox was 150 years ago, uh, April of 1886, uh, but, you know, Fort Bragg was established in 1918, Fort Hood in 1942, Fort Gordon in 1941. All three forts are in the South. You know, I think at the time, I mean, part of the reason why the government did what they did, now some people question whether or not uh, Bragg was that good of a general or not, but I think the gesture was, you know what, if we're going to unite the country, mm-hmm. we're going to give some honor to these people. Now, it doesn't. they're not endorsing necessarily uh the the rebellion and and to claim it was during the jim crow area is just such nonsense you know that 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 was the reason that they did it to you know to uh what a disenfranchised black people that that is just freaking nonsense most of these guys like braxton bragg and others um were i mean were prior to that they fought for the union they were all yeah mexican war almost all were west point graduates so it was really to honor fellow West Point graduates. I mean, it's just but, but I, I, it's I, you nuts. know, I, again, progressives, you know, if it's it's not their way, a hundred percent, and we're going to rub your face in it if you're not in agreement with us. We want you to capitulate every step of the way, and if you don't, we're going to just we're going to rub your face in it. And uh, I, I just think this is a bad move. Listen, was the Confederacy? wrong well you know that's a whole not- different debate but these were these were men and they're they're being paid tribute to them I, it's it's a, a real irritant but uh that's that's progressivism hey we gotta run we'll do it again tomorrow see you at 505 bye bye everybody